I was like, oh, maybe I'll just have a couple of days just getting blasted on the couch and playing Titanfall 2. Ooh. Which sounds like a great day. Yeah. But then I'm like, between now and the 3rd of January, I've got to basically move house. Oh, that is... That's not a great time to do that. It's not, but I'm off to the 17th, so I'll have like another oh. 13 days of just lying on my couch getting blasted playing Titanfall 2. So there you go. Yeah. Good <laughs> do you gravy. Want two days of doing that or nearly a fortnight. It's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's going to be great. But yeah, I need to get my bathroom renovated. That's why I was asking about bathroom things earlier. Uh, renovation yeah, no, earlier. No. Very annoying. I've never had... The misfortune. The, the need nor the ability to get my home renovated <laughs> well because I'm a renter because you're a rent boy yes sorry I didn't mean it or did I no, I didn't. I'm not sure what you meant oh a, a, a rent boy is a young male prostitute oh okay have you never heard that phrase before not familiar no oh. <laughs> I'm learning things today oh man now I feel extra guilty <laughs> no I, I actually feel better about it because now I understand the joke <laughs> And oh, it is dear. a joke. I'm no rent boy. I'm a rent man. Yeah, I pay for it. <laughs> Hello, folks. Merry almost kind of nearly Christmas, in fact, folks. Happy whatever. Happy um, perineum of the year. That sounds like a part of my body it that is. I it's, don't look at often. It's the bit twixt butt and balls. Yeah, like I said. You don't look at often, but you do look at. Happy perineum. Yeah. Um, holiday perineum to the folks out there. Merry Gooch days, one and all. Exactly. Uh, you're listening to Hey Brew. I, f- I thought we changed our name for a second there. To um, what? I don't know. I just had a moment. I was like, oh, I know we changed something. It's the intro. Uh, yes. It's the kind of stories you tell in the pub with your friends when you've had a couple of beers. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. I might reco- I might clip that out and use that as our theme song. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see if I can like match some chords behind it or something. Trust me, there's no chords that should be matching that. Not, uh, not in a good key. I don't know, man. I've watched a lot of Charles Cornell videos. I think I could figure it out. Brother of Chris Cornell. No. Brother of Chris Cornell. Mike. <laughs> Hello. How's it going? It's going all right. Yeah, good. You know, I'm in the middle of, you know, that period between, for those that celebrate it, Christmas and then New Year's, where it's like, all I am is full of cheese and beer and I don't know what day of the week it is. Yeah, That's per- me. The perineum. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, did you think I was just saying it? I just thought you were trying to slip, oh, no. it, slip a fun word in there. No, no, no. I mean, okay. yes and no, but... So which one of the two is the asshole? New Year's. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's a bit of a dick at New Year's. Yeah. Or hmm. unless maybe the no. ball's on New Year's because then the new year comes thrusting in like a... Well, now here's the thing. Christmas often brings with it family you don't necessarily want to see and there's often tension there. So maybe that's the asshole. Maybe Christmas is the asshole. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. New Year's is just the balls. It is what it is. It you is know the what balls. to expect. Yeah, yeah. People think there's more to it than there is, but yeah. there's not. No, it's, it's just balls. It's just balls. Yeah. And the ball drops in New York. Yeah. Very okay. We've got it. Sick. Christmas is an asshole. New Year's are the balls. All right. So this has been Hey Brew. Yep. Uh, my name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Cheers. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that was it. That'd be a two-minute episode. Fucking, we'll see you next time. We just I, wanted to get to episode sixty-nine. I'd be alright with that. I think that would be quite funny. Um, um, the fake out. What? A whole episode fake out. And what a fake out. Yeah.
All right. Okay. So, yeah, this is just the way I thought it was. So, yeah. uh, Mike, over the Christmas period, I'm sure you've had one or two drinky poos. I have. Any good ones? Yeah. I, um, look, knowing that Christmas for us lands in the warmer times of the year, I went and got some sours. Yeah, um, you did. And, and uh, also got a couple of uh, cold IPAs. Oh. Which, I don't, have, you, have you had any cold IPAs? I think I have, yeah. Yeah. A um, friend of mine who works uh, at a brewery explained it to me that, like, the cold refers to you. All right, you look like you're about to choke. Um, okay, do you want to take a minute? <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. I just, just drank water badly. Yeah, um, yeah. As I was saying, a friend of mine who who works in brewing, um, he explained to me that like the cold in the name cold IPA for the style is something about like the temperature in the early stage of the brewing process being about ten degrees lower. All right. So it's more like a lager before it gets to let's make it an IPA. So it comes out quite clear hmm. and crisp. Interesting. Um, I thought it was something to do with cryo hops. Could also be that. I'm not sure, but he, he he was throwing around degrees and temperatures, so I figured that was more the case. Fair play. Who's your friend that's working at a brewery? Uh, he works at Alchemy, I'm pretty sure. You're sick. Yeah, I'll have to figure out a way to get you two introduced. Yeah. I feel like you get on. We we did a pre-Christmas... Drink. Uh, <laughs> no, pre-Christmas dinner thing that he put on, which involved uh, steaks that he got his butcher to dry age for like 40 days. Oh. Yeah, it had a it had a buy-in price <laughs> to go to his house for dinner. Jesus. It was fucking good, actually. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Um, yeah, I feel like you two would get on very well. Um, but I have had, off the top of my head, because I got kind of lazy about checking them in, so I can't look this up. Uh, Fair. La Serene, uh, I think it's a it's called like Passiflora or something. It's like a passion fruit wild ale. Oh, yeah. Um, very good fruit sour kind of taste very tart it's got a fair bit of sediment in the can so you have they actually recommend that you don't pour it out with the oh, beer because right. there is like a fair like f- almost fingers width of it at the bottom of the glass yeah, shit. it's like homebrew yeah just about but it's a wild ale so there's all sorts of stuff in there but it tastes amazing um got a hawker's berry sour as a kettle sour actually which i know you're a fan of do like a cow sour. Yeah. And then there was a couple of cold IPAs, one from Tallboy and Moose mm-hmm. called Recalibrate the Sensor Array, which I quite like. Got some fun names. Yeah. And then the other one was a collab between Bodrigi and co-conspirators um, called You're Not Wrong. <laughs> which both, Fair enough. Both really good. I had a... Sorry, I'll, I was, I'll get on to mine after you finish, but I, just, I had a co-conspirators collab with... Um, Dainton yeah that? that was I, really good I saw too. that come out I've, I've yet to try it's pretty it pretty tasty but I do yeah. like both of those breweries yeah. full disclaimer I feel like I'm going to have to say this every time they come up I am an investor in co-conspirators I don't think anyone's just in case yeah just in case I feel like comes back to bite us yeah yeah yeah, fair um, enough. And I'm not an investor in anything, but frankly, I've kept a lot of them afloat for a long time. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's direct investment, and then there's I don't know, like secondary or passive, more passive yeah. investment. Yeah, like if, I'm there. Yeah, if there was a membership card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some breweries do, and we have. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you know, I was looking at the weather forecast when I was buying my sort of Christmas beers and seeing some colder days coming up, which we've sadly now passed because I bought dark beers expecting to want them on Christmas. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, was I way too full for a fifteen percent yep. imperial stout. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> but it was a um, limited release from Deeds. I think it's called To Build a Campfire or oh, yeah. something like that. It was like thirty dollars for this can. Oof. Um, 
but you know bourbon barrel aged mm. that all that all that kind of fun stuff just under 15 percent alcohol tall boy can um i just got one of those yeah <laughs> so it's like it's fair it's 30 dollars in it <laughs> that was a quarter of my entire spend <laughs> right yeah yeah and Dece- i bought 15 beers <laughs> well okay so yeah, yeah. Decent, yeah. decent haul. Yeah, and I've still got most of them because, like I said, I was too full sort of on Christmas to get through much of it. And then, yeah. you know, every now and every, every, I don't know, other day I'll be like, I'm going to have a beer because it's warm and I'm not working. It's nice, isn't it? I don't it? care. And I'm just kind of hanging out with the, the new cat that we got. So yeah. she falls asleep on me. I start watching disc golf on the TV and I drink a beer. It's fucking choice, I've got to tell you. <laughs> Pretty relaxed, you yeah, want to say. Yeah, yeah. That's dece. Yeah. Highly dece. Very dece. The most dece I've yeah. had in a while. A very Merry Christmas, <laughs> a very, you might say. A very decemous. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh dear. And how has your festive period been? Yeah, good. Um, soberer than mm. I would like to uh, normally uh, mm. attest to, to be honest, but uh, good. I... Uh, couple of highlights have been um last night i had um a two birds sour okay. made from a flower called geraldton wax which was never heard of it no not at i absolutely top notch okay. really really nice um it's australian native flower what did it taste like what did it taste of what did, what did it remind you of oh, how did you feel uh, good it was nice okay, um, it was yeah it was quite floral um, yeah. fruity sour delicious yeah, refreshing I've, I've had some that use Australian natives like salt bush or strawberry gum mm. things like that and they they have like almost a dry kind of sourness to them yeah so I had a strawberry gum idea that? that was very strawberry and I wasn't a fan yeah. I don't really like very sweet stuff so sure. it was my own mistake mm. um but on top of that, um, the end of my Christmas Eve advent calendar beer was a um, Bacchus Cherry Chocolate Vanilla mm. Imperial Stout at 12.5%. So that was delicious. And I had that with a uh, big chunk of Christmas pudding and some ice cream on Christmas yeah. Eve. On Christmas Day, sorry. Yeah. So that was really nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just had some had some pretty just, just tasty classic beers and stuff like that. I had, mm. did have the double pernicious weed the other day. Oh, boy. Okay. Um friend of the show jordan that said that it basically they just turned everything up double yeah. it's just it literally the flavor is double the, the alcohol content is double it's insane yeah, yeah it's really nice but it is it's almost work yeah it's like it's because the pernicious weed is like a very strong hop yeah flavor and it's a good like 10 percenter as well so yeah. i got pretty man pretty nice on okay. it yeah yeah <laughs> that was just before christmas nice. dinner was served as well so Ooh. yeah it was good at times mm. i did also just reminded me i got another one drop beer probably like a month or so ago oh yeah and i'd forgotten what type of beer it was and then on the can it doesn't actually tell you it's just called void and talk to me goose it's basically just a black can with some like dark crimson kind of artwork on it and the side of the can says something ominous it's like six words it doesn't even say what style of beer um it tells you it's 6.66 percent alcohol it's like a dark berry sour with like actual bits of fruit and stuff in it. Um, that sounds incredible. But I poured it out, forgetting everything I knew about it when I purchased it, thinking it was a stout. <laughs> and then it came out purple. And I was like, what the fuck is this beer? <laughs> and then I had to look it up. To be fair, to if I got myself. a stout that was a really dark purple color, mm. I think aesthetically, oh yeah, I might cry. Yeah. That's 
probably the coolest thing that could ever happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it, it was like really for for like I have I I would have to look up what style it is, but it, but it is like a, a very like heavy body One sour void. Yeah, you Just look it up because you've got a computer on this. You. <laughs> uh, one drop void. Oh my god, that looks incredible! Yeah, like the the can looks great. Halloween release. Yes, <gasps> they've still got some. Because <gasps> I think I purchased Ooh, it. Four pack is expensive. Yeah, I purchased it. Ex- I got two cans, thinking that I would use it for an episode, and then I just didn't. And then I just went, oh, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. And then everything was surprising and delicious. A Imperial Sour with cherry, black currant, and black passion fruit. Yeah. Hold my D. I'm just going <laughs> to... Just going to bookmark that for later. Of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could just drive around to Purvis on the way home. Is that where they had it? Uh, I think I think it was their Richmond store I got it from. Or actually, it might have been when I ordered direct from OneDrop at the same time. Well, you know what you've done now? Mm. You've made me want this beer. Yes. And you know what I'm like? You want it. You're going to yep. get it. Very much so. So I'm just going to open that in a new tab. I'm going to go back to the tab we're actually looking at today. Yes. Good. Speaking of today. Yes. Ooh, let me do that so, quite so loudly. Hang on. That's, Speaking no, of today. Oh, okay. Different energy. Um, see what I've got here? Yes. <laughs> well. Uh, shall we? Have a little drinky poos. Yeah, please. Tell me what you've brought. So I have brought, and I I have limited it to one today because I thought it's quite a hectic one. Well, um, and, and we're going to record another episode right after this one. Yeah, and it's a tall can, and it's a nice day, and yeah. I know what we're like. But we have got from New Hokkaido Brewing, um, which I got to tell you is in Montana. That is annoying. <laughs> a wee bit. <laughs> um, is there actually a place called New Hokkaido? Uh, no. Just in, They're just, just in Montana. Hokkaido. Um, but it, excuse me. New Hokkaido, same as the old Hokkaido. Featuring Reese from Hokkaido. Reese? Hi, I'm Reese. Uh, featuring Rice <laughs> well, from g'day. Hokkaido, Japan. <laughs> uh, I'm Reese. I'm from, I'm from Japan. I don't understand it, but I am. Um, I live there, but I've never bothered to learn the language. Yeah. <laughs> really random one. Um, you played Fallout 3. Yeah. No, Fallout New Vegas? No. Oh, never mind. That's, no, I've played 3 and 4. There's a, I'm afraid, of. a glaring black spot. Uh, um, Steph's the same she hasn't played New Vegas and I yeah. recommend it it's yeah. you you recommend it all the time and I still have yet I have it I'm pretty sure I just have never played it anyway end of podcast <laughs> uh, so yeah it's um, a phantom brewery everywhere and nowhere I'm just assuming it's one of those there um, Nomad yeah that's the one I'm looking for uh, so we got from New Hokkaido the Yuki Ona Snowy IPA hmm. Snow Woman Walks in the Mountains her skin is cold and white as a glacier Touch her and be forever chilled. Her icy kiss will steal your breath. So, mm. not knowing much more about it than this, should we crack into it? Yeah. Yeah. So, when you say snowy IPA, is that the style? What yeah. are we, just an IPA? Or is it a cold IPA? Is that... Snowy what, IPA. What are they going for? I love... What I will lo- they do next? I love the artwork. It's beautiful. Now, so dear listeners... Elliot is going to begin pouring this beer out into two distinct glasses. Pour yeah, number one. There's a fair bit of head on that, but we'll... We'll, we'll, uh, well, we won't. I will keep an eye on it as it settles and keep you updated. Now, glass number two. A similar aggressive pour. A similar 50% ratio between head and beer. The first, the first glass is slowly 
settling. The second one's slower, even still. I really like this. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it slightly difficult to concentrate, but... <laughs> trying, um, to, trying to do golf commentary for beer pours. They'll, they'll settle out, and they'll yeah. settle out nicely. But you want a lot ahead, because it gives you better olfactory response. Yeah, and less gas in the tummy. Yeah, in the tum-tum. Yeah. <laughs> Please, help yourself. Yes. <laughs> He's looking at me like, drink, drink it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I just want to say it's a very thick, like cloudy. Yeah. You can see through it, kind of beer again, <laughs> um, which I'm into. Light does not penetrate its surface. Like that, I know I use it every time, but it's really good. Yeah, you're right. Huh? Yeah. I was expecting some sort of hazy or neeper kind of joint, based on the looks of it. And it is kind of doing that. Yeah, but there's something else, and I, I can't I can't work out what. I want to make sure it's not my lip balm. <laughs> yeah, I know how it sounds. Yeah. Um, let me have a look at this can, see if it gives me any hints. Nope. No, it really doesn't give you... Uh, yeah, water, yeast, malted barley hops, Hokkaido rice. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Yeah, so they've just... It's like a rice beer, but an um, IPA? Yeah, I mean... Bizarre. What is Hokkaido rice? Like, is there some sort of, like, particular vinegar they cook it in, or... What are we... This is very interesting. No, no. Hokkaido rice is... They, they use that in the um, in the malt part. Right. Um, but it's but is it, like, just rice from Hokkaido, or have they done something to it? Or do they do something to rice in Hokkaido? I don't know. Uh, I don't believe so. Um... <laughs> Just rice out of a patty, isn't it? I'm going to have to bring up Untapped. And I know what Zario is, but it's a Singaporean website that talks about the uh, beers. So that's good. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there is an unfamiliar flavor on the back of that. Yeah, that is... Not bad. Really interesting. Also, I've, uh, in my in my quick search here, I just saw the person who did the um, illustration. So I'll be bringing that website up as well, mm. because that is cool. All right, so New Hokkaido Brewing Co. on their website. It's going to tell me nothing, isn't it? Yeah, probably. They want to keep it secret. So all their, apparently, their beers have rice from Hokkaido. Okay. Um, Japanese brewing with the innovative approach of craft brewing from Bozeman, Montana. You know, what we all know Bozeman, Montana from. Yes, uh, yes. The uh, So, yeah, this was brewed in the Bozeman method. Uh Basically, just chuck a bunch of rice in without looking. Just as tropical, lush, and hazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not giving me anything. Which, like, I'm, but, I'm okay yeah, with. Like, based on what I'm familiar with, tropical, hazy kind of IPA is not wrong. Yeah, there's just something else to it, and yeah. I can't work it out. It's it's the rice. It's got to be the rice. I, I it's it's almost um, like a medicinal edge to it. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to let my taste buds go to work here and, yeah, better inform me. But I, I mean, I can't. Wow, there's no check-ins of it on um, Untapped. Bizarre. That can't be right. <laughs> this is a very puzzling beer. Is We've this... never done this before. We've never tried to look it up on the fly. Does this beer really exist? I mean, it's in a glass. I'm putting it in my mouth. Yeah, no, but. I don't know what to do. Help, Mike. I think I think we just we do our best. Here we go. Yuki Ona on Untapped. 
50% oats, rice and barley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not seeing... I need some tasting notes. Somebody tell me what I'm tasting. Okay. Do you know what? Detail check-in. Here we go. <laughs> Give me someone else's opinion. <laughs> Let me be persuaded. Yep. No, nothing. It's not giving me anything yeah, of cool. use. All right. It's mad. It's just a yeah. little bit different. There's like a little bit of a, like a medicinal flavor to it. It's really quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a hazy with like a very subtle sour edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, almost but sour doesn't feel like the right word. It's just like there's there's something just a little bit drier. Yeah, it's there. right on the end of it as well because it's on your tongue. Yeah. It's that full, nice, hazy, round IPA sort of flavor. Yeah. That is it is really interesting. Yeah. That is... Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about I, that. I can't, yeah, it, it makes me want to keep an eye out for more from this, uh, from this brewery um, so that I can compare. Yeah. Just to see if it's something about the rice well i've got another beer by them which i was like i say going to bring but because mm. you know yeah but what i'll do is i'll let you know but i've got two of them just in case okay so okay. you know worst case scenario we can yeah. drink them both true um i mean short of anything really to say on it then shall i jump into it i think so yeah i think what's the brewery again new hokkaido mm. yeah go and go and find them yeah God, this is just the most puzzling beer i think we've ever had yeah that's mad. Great. Um, wow. Yep. Um, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, the beer is Yuki Ona. And before we get into the major stuff, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Yuki Ona herself. Yuki Ona, or Snow Woman. Hmm. Um, As mentioned on the tin. Also goes by Yuki Ho, which okay. quite funny, just meaning Snow Daughter. And also... Huh. Um, Yuki Anessa, which is Snow Sis, or Yuki Anaba, which is Snow Granny, which I just think is really snow funny. Granny. Or Yuki Nibo, which is Snow Hag, which is really fun. Less pleasant. Yeah. Uh, so Japanese spirit. Um, in Legends, uh, a beautiful woman came to visit a man and became his wife from the woman's own desire. The woman was reluctant to go in the bath, and when she was uh, made to go in anyway, she disappeared, leaving her thin, fragmented, floating icicles. Hmm. Um Yuki Ona is one of the more famous and well-written about, um, I guess, subjects of today's conversation, which is about yokai. Ooh. All right. I've yeah. heard this word before, but never actually gone and looked up what it means. Yeah. But I also know there's an anime called Yokai Watch. Is it re- related? Almost certainly. Okay. Cool. So yokai are supernatural entities from Japanese folklore. Oh. Cool. So it's just like an umbrella term. There's an ironic um, coincidence that you just use that phrase. But okay. yeah, basically, uh, yokai is composed of the kanji yo, meaning attractive or calamity, and kai, meaning either apparition, mystery, or suspicious. Kai, meaning umbrella. <laughs> uh, and, and frankly, if uh, anyone cares to one day describe me as an attractive calamity, that would make me very happy. Oh, yeah. that's um, Yeah, that's a good phrase. Yeah. I like that. He's terrible and beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's an attractive calamity. A sexy earthquake. Um, <laughs> a horny car crash. <laughs> definitely been part of one of those before. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> you might know Yokai uh, as referred to as some of their other names. Uh, uh, Ayakashi, uh, Mamono, or Mononoke. Oh. Yes. Um, Mononoke specifically are associated with revenge or vengeance. Yes. So the Studio Ghibli title 
Princess Mononoke, mm. Princess Vengeance is so much more metal in the West. Yeah. Now, is it a princess named Princess Vengeance or is it the vengeance a princess is carrying out? Or is it that like... Get ready to receive Princess Vengeance. Well, like, you know, the Queen of England. I haven't seen Princess the, Mononoke. The Princess of Vengeance. Like, where do you live? I live in Vengeance. <laughs> yes. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you've not seen Princess Mononoke? No. It's good. You see much Studio Ghibli? A few. Um, I've only seen a handful. Yeah, because it was like, it's not something I ever grew up with. And then it was either this year or last year, we were like, uh, my partner has seen a few. I'd never seen any. She was like, you've got to watch these ones at least. So I think we watched like yeah. two or three, which like Hell's Moving Castle. That's a real good um, My Neighbor Totoro. That I've heard is more for kids. Yeah, but still delightful. I think that was the first one we watched. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I get it. This is very pretty. Spirited Away is good as well. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's a, that's a good one. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, yokai aren't demons uh, in the Western sense of the word. Um, but demons sometimes do fall under the same category, uh, Oni specifically. Mm-hmm. But they're more like spirits, which can be anything between malevolent, mischievous, friendly, or even lucky for humans. Okay. Um, it's pretty common for them to have features that they share with animals. Um, and this is where we go to our first photo. Uh, photo. You, <laughs> Picture. You, drew, you drew this, didn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is of the Kappa. Uh, which we've actually covered in our wet and spooky specific episode. Yes. Um, they are said to look a little bit like turtles. Um, not, and I'll get onto this later. That but is like a turtle if it had the legs and arms of a human and, in terms of length. And the emo fringe of a 16-year-old. Of a Gerard way. Yeah. So one thing I'd like to say about this is that uh, later on I'll talk about how cappers are not particularly meant to be malevolent to humans, but this one does appear to be carrying a disembodied human arm with the bone sticking out. So... He just found it like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, officer. Um, it was like that was when, like when I got here. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Welcome. Here's the Hebrew brain cell. Treat it with care. <laughs> Please don't drop it. We need that. Um, there's a, some cat, uh, excuse me, some yokai are humanoid, such as uh, <laughs> the Rokuro Kubi, uh, which is a human that is able to... Uh, elongate its neck at night giraffe man yep cool giraffe man but, yep. but it's more like um who's the guy from fantastic for mr fantastic yeah mr fantastic pretty- stretchy man yeah reed richards yeah, yeah so he's just like a pretty uh odd looking dude that for some reason has going to three eyes but only still possesses two eyebrows and has a big old long neck that he's scaring the fuck out of some poor old dude with a uh Spiderweb tattooed on his forehead for some reason. I yeah. think it meant to be wrinkles, but yeah, why not? Whatever. Maybe it's just like scaring the shit out of some aging punk. <laughs> um, that photo is a really good one for talking about yokai. Photo. I got stop calling them that. Yeah, um, they are like paintings. Yeah, they're very yeah. much paintings. They're very nice. Uh, yeah, they're really cool. Um, I kind of want one. Well, uh, I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a bit. Uh, but my favorite yokai are the ones which appear as inanimate objects. These are by far my favorite. Um, these yokai serve as a kind of, sort of poltergeist type um, thing, mm-hmm. I guess is probably the best analogy. Um, and usually in, in a really fun and bizarre way. So they're always like, one of them is always the same object. It's not like uh, the idea of like a mimic that's like possessing inanimate objects. No, it's, okay. it, it'll be, this is the object. Right. Uh, it's more like a. It's more like a. 
how in D&D mimics are always chests, basically. Not yeah. always, but always. No, I was thinking of like uh, mimics in Prey, if you ever played that. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, this yes. one is now a teacup. Yeah. No, it's more like the mimics in Dark Souls and D&D right, and shit. Right. Um, so known as uh, Tsuku, yeah, Tsukumogami, or artifact demons, mm. tools, appliances, and everyday objects become possessed when neglected or ignored for more than 100 years. Um, a lot of yokai came from really old folklore and some of them were more recently sort of invented in places in times like the Edo period by authors of the time mm-hmm. um, still a lot of them are even the invented ones are commonly accepted as parts of Japanese folklore mm-hmm. so with a lot of folklore like historically the stuff that we've looked at in the past and, and mm-hmm. by no means are we any kind of expert but just by virtue of this podcast I think it's fair to say that we've talked about quite a bit of different folklore from around the world. And yeah. it tends to be that what they are is usually a, 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 an explanation for, for natural phenomenon that people see. Or, yeah, or, that, that, or, that, that they hadn't developed enough understanding to fully comprehend. So they're like, oh, it must be so, yeah, something or world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, and that is where a lot of them came from. But even the ones that were then kind of invented for fiction and stuff in the, in the later mm. periods they've still kind of then been sort of accepted into the canon of folklore. Right. They've not been like, well, no, that's not because it's not one of the ones from olden times. It's still mm, mm. whatever. Okay. Um, writings about yokai actually go back as far as Hokuhachi, uh, which is 772 by the uh, Western calendar um, in the, what's called the Shoku Nihongi, uh, which is a text on Japanese history, which was commissioned by the uh, Imperial court. Hmm. Um, I couldn't find out which emperor commissioned this because it's, it's part of a series of six over a long period of time. Right. Covered about 10 different emperors. Hmm. Um, 96 years. They don't last. <laughs> um, and there's a quote from the, um, the, uh, from the Shoku Nihongi, which is Shinto purification is performed because yokai appear very often in the imperial court. Uh, seemingly at this time, yokai also just kind of meant strange occurrences or phenomena. Right. It's not uh, just like demons paratrooping into just the fucking palace. Chilling. It's like, sorry, that's my breakfast. Can you fuck off? Yeah, go make your own. Yeah. Um, in ancient Japan, a ton of writing was actually just folk tales. Mm. So things like yokai, yokai, mononoke, and oni pop up on a semi-regular basis over this period, all the way up to about 1370. Right. Um, what I'm actually going to do, I say focus, I'm going to focus, quote unquote focus a little bit more on largely on the Edo and Meiji period stuff because that's kind of the fun stuff so the Edo period of Japan everything else is wicked depressing it's, it's just that a lot of that stuff is is very vague as well because right. it was pre-1603 okay yeah um, not a lot of surviving records or nah, writings not, not a huge amount of manuscription that yeah. was um, transcribed into Google um, good enough so Edo period is 1603 to um Sorry, Edo period sets my um, Google off. Um, <laughs> hey, Google, tell me more about Japan. Don't. Um, <laughs> so the Edo period is 1603 to 1867. Uh, to put that into perspective that we might might understand, that is the year that Elizabeth I died, so the end of the Elizabethan era of England to the ascension of James I, towards the end of the life of Queen Victoria. Okay. So it's a pretty wicked large chunk. Yeah. Um, pretty wicked large. Bostonian for the day. Yeah, yeah, go on. Tell um, me more, Matt Damon. This is also known as the uh, Tokugawa Jidai, or Tokugawa uh, era, 
um, as Japan was under the role of the rule of the Tokugawa shogunate at the time. And this is the era we think about when we talk about the peak of sort of samurai times. Yeah, I'm just having a lot of flashbacks to the Bill Wirtz History of Japan video right now. Have you seen that? No, but you I, must send I to me. I will. Please. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, sick. Um, this could be considered to be uh, kind of like Japan's renaissance. Um, this is a time when there was a real sort of, I guess, like cultural, for want of a better word, leap forward. But that makes me feel like Great Leap Forward makes you think of China's Great Leap Forward, where they just... Lots of people died. Um, but it was more like an era where there was massive investment and enjoyment in the arts and culture. Right. Um, there was also a pretty much perpetual peace for 150, uh, excuse me, for the entirety of the period after nearly 150 years of civil war in Japan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Japan um, in the Sengoku period was basically fucking mad. Just fighting each other yeah. constantly. Yeah, basically just different daimyos and different military leaders being like, it's mine. No, it's mine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm literally just hearing lines from the Bill Wirtz video. <laughs> you'll, get, um, yeah, you'll enjoy it. Sick. Um, <laughs> but then also the Edo period, Edo period was also a period of isolationism, um, a continuation of feudalism, and also of military rule. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the shogunate and the daimyo were still military leaders in charge. Yeah. Um, so from there, we move into the Meiji period, which is approximately 1868 to 1912. And that is the period of what's considered to be the modernization of Japan when they adopted a Western government system with a meritocracy over an aristocracy. Mm -hmm. Let's not comment on whether or not that's a thing that still exists. Yeah. Uh, and opened Japan <laughs> up to the West of the world and embraced industrialization. Okay. Um, if you ever go to uh, Tokyo, fantastic thing is right in the middle of Tokyo, quite close to... Um, um, Harajuku and, 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 and Shinjuku is, is the Meiji Shrine mm. just right in the big middle of like one of the most busy and hectic not even that hectic it's kind of cool anyway the busiest like most packed um, cities in the world is a really peaceful really beautiful park with mm. the shrine to the Meiji Emperor okay. talks about how basically they they set the groundwork for modern Japan and um, it was basically the first half of the quote-unquote empire of japan mm -hmm. um now admittedly the empire of japan did some pretty horrendous things but what the meiji emperor set up when he basically went like okay edo was nice and we all had a good time with it but the rest of the world is here and we can't ignore them anymore and we right. probably should step up and start stop doing these really traditional things that hold us back and actually maybe start adopting some more modern ideas Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I the Meiji Emperor is pretty well revered in Japan still. Anyway, um, so it was during these times that there was a lot more classification of yokai, and when it stopped being sort of like a nebulous idea of around folklore, like malevolent spirits, and kind of a more f kind of a fun kind of spooky Pokemon, which I am Ooh. into. Okay. Um, honest to God, you can see so much of uh, the ideas Pokemon have used have been like definitely like oh that's basically you just created yokai right okay um, sure yeah it was uh during the edo period it was also the rise of uh ukiyo -e, a painting style um excuse me ukiyo -e, a painting style mm -hmm. uh you'll probably recognize these as like woodblock prints mm -hmm. so a really good example that everyone knows is the the great wave of kanagawa the right. big like japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. wave painting yeah but you might also recognize some of the like uh, pictures of like samurai with really strange faces like they're taking a really big poo yeah um, those things are very funny yeah I've got a like a 
the I was at the Immigration Museum a few years ago. They did mm. a big exhibition on like tattoos and they had a whole mm. wing dedicated to Japanese tattoos and like all the symbology and all the meanings and like that artwork was very reminiscent there. Yeah. And then I bought a book of just like from that exhibit that is just pages of different examples of, of the, the tattoo art form. Yeah, it's rad. fucking amazing. I love it. Well, that's a really nice uh, opportunity for me to segue slightly here in that I be, sort of became aware of yokai fairly recently. Mm. Um, partly there is a an area in Kyoto which you can see like statues of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it when I was there. Um, but a couple of years ago, I went to an exhibition at the New South Wales Gallery, mm. um, which was called Japan Supernatural, right. which was loads of paintings and photo i was saying photos paintings and pictures and you know artwork mm-hmm. and then sculptures of yokai all the way back from like the early like you know ancient japan mm. all the way through to like stuff by modern artists now it was fantastic i got i got the book for that as well it was really good so yeah yeah um so uh going, going back to this so you got uh, uh, ukiyo-e and um you're also have publications at this time um that are coming out such as the uh otogi zoshi um which were depicting yokai for entertainment purposes it was no longer about folklore and you know about telling tales from local areas it was more about like well this is a fun thing look at these collective yokai Mm -hmm. you know um is the uh otogi zoshi was a group of about 350 illustrated short stories uh, it included a ton of folklore and legends reprinted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also had things about um, ancient um, rulers. It had things about nobility, love stories, all sorts of things. It really ran the gamut of lots of different things. We also had the uh, Tsukumogi, Tsukumogami Emaki, um, which introduced my favorite kind of yokai. Uh, quote, Tales have thrown away non-too-precious objects that have come to have a spirit residing in them, planning evil deeds against humans. <laughs> okay. It's great stuff. Uh, many of these publications came with illustrations, so yokai were depicted for the first time in, mm. in, in illustration form. And the period also saw the development of the printing press, so books began to standardize the impressions of specific yokai. So no longer was it open to local interpretation. It was all just like, this is what they look like, this is what they are. Right. So basically, it kind of became a, a thing of, uh, a yokai that may exist across multiple prefectures or multiple areas might become dominated by one from another area because that's the standard now. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think I get it. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, the Maori language in New Zealand went through a bit of that where they had to eventually, like, condense down to one dialect, whereas previously there was many. Yes. Um, even though it is largely the same language across the country, there's still small differences in things like pronunciation. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. It strikes so, me as a bit of a yeah similarity it, it's, with stuff it, like that. It's basically um, it's what happened in the UK with the uh, printing press as well. I mean, we had um, William Caxton, mm-hmm. um, and he basically invented the printing press. I believe he lived in um, like north of London, in like the area, not directly north, but anyway. So the the English language that we know now spans from that as opposed to any of the other the regional dialects, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why some of the spelling is fucking mad. Yeah, well, it's, you know, the how 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 true it is up for debate, but like the the line of you know history is written by the victors is is kind of getting at that right. Like if you've got the power to print something and say this is the definitive article, 
you have the power potentially to set okay this is now the thing this is the way to refer to this yeah absolutely right that's it you know and once once you tell everyone one truth that's the truth yeah um that's a conversation for a different time. Um, you also had at this time um, an ukiyo-e woodblock print made by a guy called um, uh, Katsushika uh, Hokusai um, in about 1830. And it was a series called 100 Ghost Stories. And they never admittedly got as far as 100. They got to five. Um, <laughs> it, it, which is like a bit like... Here's five. Make up the other 95 on your own. Ambitious but rubbish sort of thing. Yeah. But in all fairness, I mean, let's see. Uh, 1849. Yeah, he was only 20 years from his death at that point. So he was uh, 68. Okay. So, I mean, like... Yeah, you need to pump them out at a fair rate. Yeah. yeah. And they're not, they're not just like scribbles. They're nice paintings and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I guess... I can forgive him for being 70 and having a crack. And it was the late 1830s. Yeah. It wasn't like at the age of 70, he'd be a sprightly young man. Imagine being like sat around at 68, 70 years old, whatever it is, and going like, yeah, I'm going to go do a hundred of these. I'm going to do a hundred of anything. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, 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 that is some really famous paintings and stuff. I, I'll kind of show you later because they're, they're more interesting than anything else. They're not necessarily, one of them will come up. Um, but yes, yeah, so as you can see, there's, there's quite a bit of, during this time where it's like, well, there's a a mass media version, mm, uh, yes. or proto-mass media. Um, and it's actually something that has bled down into modern Japan. So depictions of yokai um, have been seen, as you sort of mentioned, in, in, in new media like anime and manga. And a lot of the classical yokai have found their way into there. Mm-hmm. And the depictions have been seen in um, even things like uh, Kamishibai, which was street theatre, which are like small, like Punch and Judy type things right. with like um, puppets, silhouettes, and puppets. Oh, right, yeah, right. Um, that was like pre-war stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, realistically, Japan didn't really stop talking about these things. Yeah, but um, it had kind of like a flip side. So two, two, two sort of sides of the thing. One, which was that, yeah, um, you know, public knowledge of them was sort of more common because mm-hmm. people could read about them from other different parts of Japan that they wouldn't have actually had the opportunity to do. Um, and it helped to even do things like reinvigorate tourism to certain areas, you know, where certain yokai were depicted or even where certain authors were born. Mm-hmm. People would go and visit these areas. Like, oh, they wrote about the yokai. I'm going to go see their old house, etc. However, it did mean that a lot of the nuance between them was lost. So regionally unique situations were not easily sort of um, conveyed, especially when it came to oral tradition. Right. Um, and then certain yokai could only be considered realistic by those who lived closer to nature. So things like tanuki, the Japanese like mm. raccoon dogs. Yeah. Um, for people that lived in cities and stuff who had no frame of reference, yeah. it didn't feel like, it just felt like something very fantastic as opposed to something that was a regular everyday occurrence. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, yeah, very cute little dog thing. Ha ha. What fun. What whimsy. Yeah. They weren't seen as mischievous potential spirits. Yeah. And cami and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then finally, the other thing is that those people who lived in cities and suburbs just wouldn't even be familiar with objects that might be depicted because some of them were yeah. kind of ancient by this point, but they were still in use. Right. Maybe. I mean, they were talking about people that who were born like maybe pre-war, mm-hmm. born in the like 1910s. Mm. And unless they were 
evacuated to the countryside during the war, mm-hmm. they'd have no idea what some these some of these things were. Like so, there's ink stones. So ink stones are like it's uh, like a flat stone with like a hollow in the middle, like a well. Yeah, yeah. And then down one end is some water, and at the top, and it's like at an angle. Right. And you take an ink block and you use the water and then you scrape it on the stone so you yeah. can create ink so you can do writing right yep i i, I had to look that up yeah, i had like, to explain just now i've like, seen ink wells yeah i've seen like quills and things like that yeah but it was like a more more refined or well, more not even like a more basic version of that you had to like crush the ink down yourself oh, to yeah, make, yeah, yeah. The, no, make I get the dye you. i get you so like this is the thing it's like I don't know if I referenced that without looking no, it up. No. And then things like kama, which were like large traditional cooking pots, or uh, tsurube, which were buckets for collecting well water. Sure. Sure, from the city, you don't know this. I mean, yeah, but also like as time marches on, anyone would yeah, absolutely you know, right. move on yeah. from that. Yeah, it's just right. at different rates, I guess. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, they're, they're, it's, it, it's funny because like, while you might be more aware of them, some of the knowledge was just like kind yeah. of, because it's it's kind of lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I've done is prepared what I'm calling my yokai decks. Um, All right. Yeah. Which is like a <laughs> Pokedex. Yes. Uh, Katie, who speaks Japanese, looked over earlier and was like, I don't know that word. I was like, I made it up. Don't worry. She's yes. like, okay. Of course you did, white man. Yeah. <laughs> I appropriated two different parts of their culture and smashed them together. Yes. <laughs> to make this delicious beer. Which is getting better with every sip. Yeah. Don't know if that's the 8% or not. I think it's also, you know, it's coating your tongue in the yeah. flavors. And... It wasn't bad. It's no. just that that, that that flavor was kind of confronting at first, but it was yeah. nice. I, te- I tell you what it was. Mm. It's almost peaty at the end. Yeah, not much. But no, I, I see what it's got. that same sort, of, same sort of like medicinal hangover, not hangover, but like medicinal holdover that, uh, mm. like Ardbeg and stuff has. Yeah, just like a slight bit of smokiness. Yeah. Mm. Mine's all gone, so I can't now... You can just smell my breath. I'll smell my own glass. I'd give you some of this, but obviously after having like a bit of this block yeah, size can, thing. Now that you say it, I can kind of... You've got a little touch there. I got a little... That's mostly my own saliva. Who are we kidding? Delicious. Mm. Yeah. You're getting that. I can see it. Yeah taste it you know what i mean um <laughs> jesus christ it's really affected him i can see it i can see taste um <laughs> anyway synesthesia she's got that as well yeah. um anyway so the first one the kappa i know we already talked a little bit about kappa in the past and today. Man. yeah um kappa are also massive perverts and Go i was on. said to dwell in the water to look up the kimonos of women who venture too closely to the water where the kappa lives Oh, man. So the kappa is like the guy who tapes mirrors on the toe of his shoe. Yeah. Yeah. I think also potentially it's like a metaphor for don't get too close to water. Oh, sure. That's what all water demons are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but why they made him a pervert? Bloody Japanese. Yeah. They're, um, they're super scared about people going next to water. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Um, they're also said to kidnap children and eat human flesh. Cool. Like I said, they're meant to be fairly benevolent. So... Mm. You know, um, they're often accused of assaulting humans in water. As you know, I'm going to go for the yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and, assaulting and um, <laughs> removing a mythical organ called the uh, shitty kodama or shitty penis. Well, the organ lives in the victim's anus. Oh, 
<laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> Kappa R uh, do like cucumbers. Ah. So if you eat one before you go swimming, depending on who you ask, either provide safety from the Kappa or guarantees that you're going to be attacked. That is, that is like, yep. Either end of the same spectrum yep. there. It just depends on which part of Japan you're from. Flip a fucking coin. <laughs> Flip a cucumber at the kappa. Yeah. Eat half of it, then what? Give <laughs> yeah. the other half to the kappa. They just they just take your anus. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some um some photos and then uh. Please I'll, don't show me a photo of the mythical organ that they take. Uh, no photos. Now I'll do some more pictures, <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'll get you to tell me what you think they are. Then I'll tell you them. That's your rectum. No, you've shown me nothing. It, uh, we're just talking about cappers at this point. No, no. This is this, this, this is another yokai. I'm going to show you one, and you have to oh, tell me what you think it is. That's a lantern. Bang on. Yeah. So also, this you is... had that close enough to the microphone that it was picking up yeah. interference. Sorry about that. Well, no, it's just the computer just yeah. making a little whine. So this is a Chochin Obake, a.k.a. a paper lantern ghost. Yes. Uh, Chochin is a paper lantern, um, which as they got older, the paper would sort of like get stiff and split. Mm -hmm. Where the paper split, a mouth was said to form. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's how they get your organ out. Oh, no. Um, And where it's said to split, a mouth would form and sometimes also eyes, but then sometimes also a hand's torso and wings. And they would, like, loll their tongue out at you and blow okay. raspberries. Okay. So when people are, like, having festivities that include paper lanterns, are they also smoking drugs? Are they just yeah, kind of hallucinating? It's like, it sounds like everything comes out of these it, fucking It's just things. like they've painted the outside of the lantern some colors. And yeah. It's like, whatever's on that paint, it's just giving, making them hallucinate. Yeah, it yeah. Up. Mercury paint. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're depicted in uh, the 100 Ghost Stories paintings. They're depicted in one of the five yes. of the 100 Ghost Stories yes. paintings. Thank you. Um and the story behind it is that um, uh, Oiwa, the scorned, and depending on which of the stories you hear, sometimes murdered, sometimes just accidentally dead wife of a samurai mm-hmm. named Iemon, becomes a lantern and haunts him and his new partner. <clears throat> just There's just a lantern floating around. They can't yeah. get to sleep because it's constantly light. Pretty, pretty <laughs> much, maybe, okay. I guess. <laughs> just, uh, there's moths in the room now. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Um, it's mildly annoying all of the time. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, let's find you your next picture. Oh, please don't tell me I closed that one. You didn't. Oh, it's still I... there. You did. You did it's close it. Always there. I'm excited <laughs> and nervous. <laughs> And trying to fill time. That's a penis. <laughs> Close the incognito window. <laughs> yeah, just imagine. Just imagine if I just, just showed you a, a big, veiny... A big old wiener. All right. <laughs> Gonna feel much worse when you find out what this is. How tall uh, that Okay, hang on. I need to look at... That looks like a Star of David on whatever that thing is holding. Okay, it's not a Jewish thing. No, but it, the, the way this painting is done... I just need to know this isn't an anti-Semitic thing. No, good, because I can't read Japanese. 
um i'm gonna go with umbrella <laughs> that's you just being really racist you're just like yeah so i can't read this moon language it's like a star of david <laughs> you're like wow that's just that's that's just like a simple japanese character uh no what we're looking at here hob um, wow sorry mike i'm going to end you <laughs> <laughs> what we're looking at here mike is tofu kozo aka tofu boy damn it wait so which part of that is the kappa no not the kappa the uh the yokai, the, the yokai. Tofu, the, the 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 what looks like a person or the tofu itself on the plate. Tofu Kozu is depicted as a young boy carrying a tray of tofu. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Um, Jen, had, okay, so he had like a hat on that, and there were also lines that yeah, I thought might have been rain. depicting rain. Yeah. So I went with umbrella because we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, well, he has one of those big um, like straw hats. Yeah. to like for water to run off. Mm. But he's basically depicted as this young boy carrying tofu. Generally, he doesn't do anything bad or isn't malevolent, malevolent towards humans, often just bringing them tofu and sake. Sounds just like a good lad. Delightful. Yeah. Get this. Hilariously, they're bullied by other yokai for being weak and timid. I mean, they're all jerks. Yeah. I want some tofu and sake. Yeah. I want that right now. <laughs> Fuck. Where's my yokai? What are you doing for lunch? Uh, tofu and sake? Well, I had leftover Christmas roast. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. So good. Um, okay. Our next contestant is... <laughs> Come on down, tofu boy. Oh, why did I close so many of these? What am I, an idiot? You're going to you have to fill for me again. Oh, yes. All right. So Elliot is now typing into a search engine or... Pornhub. <laughs> Thankfully, they're all in there. <laughs> it's just the like it's the place you least expect it. Here's a compilation video of all the yokai with really good voiceover. What the fuck is this? Um, is this an umbrella? It's an umbrella. Yeah, um, I got it. So <laughs> there is a, a, a. I knew it was coming. <laughs> a yokai called a kasa obake, which is an umbrella with one leg and an eye on the outside of it. Which hops yeah, around. Those were the bits that threw me off. I was like, it looks... My umbrella doesn't have an eye. No. It does have the leg, though. Yeah. Um, this yokai is often considered more of a metaphor for how objects gain personality or soul as they age and is oh, supposed right. to discourage the wasteful disposal of goods. Which I think, totally fair. Yeah, I'm on board. But at the same time, in the Higashiwa region on rainy nights, the Kasa Obake would appear in valleys causing witnesses to cower and not be able to move their feet oh my god yep uh, other legends say that they would blow people into the sky on windy days <laughs> thought about throwing your umbrella out did you fool yeah maybe the umbrella will throw you out <laughs> am I how the turntables <laughs> alright 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 yeah okay do you have to now open another tab <laughs> yeah but this is one of my favourites this is a, a wee bit on the small side, so I'm going to zoom in. There we go. Hmm. Heard that before. <laughs> um, hang on. Is that like a sandal? It is a sandal. Yeah. Which is great. She looks a little bit like an angry raisin. Well, I, I first, it looked like a, well, what Australians would call a thong in New Zealand, a jandal. But I was like, sandal's a safe option. There's another picture here. of him. Yeah. It looks, your boy. it looks like a jandal. Old Jandal boy. Yes. Um, so this is not just any old Jandal, Mike. Mm. This is the... Jandal man. <laughs> Please, Jandal man, what's my father? Mr. Jandal. <laughs> uh, this is the Bakazori, 
uh-huh. uh, a possessed straw sandal. Uh, so Zori is like a, a sort of cheap straw or like rattan sandal or whatever. Okay. Um, which would come to life and enter the home at night and loudly chant, uh, Kakarin, Kokoin, uh, Kankororin, which translates to two eyes, three eyes, and two teeth. Okay. Um, Why? <laughs> so the theory is that he's mocking the more noble footwear, the geta, which is the wooden platform sandals. Uh-huh. Uh, three eyes being the holes for the straps yep. and two teeth being the wooden platforms yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no fucking clue why he's doing that. It's just shoes that hate other shoes. Yes, but what an absolute burn. Some shoe on shoe violence yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> Gator had nothing nothing else to say about that, so suck it. Well, it's like the fact that it comes in at night and also you saw it. It's ginormous. Yeah, it's like, like one big eye just right in the middle of it. Yeah, it's like my sandal has grown a hundred times the size and is now assaulting my other shoes. <laughs> And then many of them just leave home and run away. And I think this is just a metaphor for those people that like, you know, occasionally you're like, how have I lost one sandal? Yeah. Like, where is my other flip-flop? Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Okay. I think that's what this is. Well, it, I, that's one of my favorite and, ones. Uh, and so so it's like the the one sandal that didn't manage to run away stays behind to bully all the other shoes. <laughs> you're a nice Jordan's dickhead. <laughs> Would you pay 200 bucks for those? Huh, sucked in. <laughs> All right, all right. So now we have this monstrosity. Okay, we've got Mr. Aizawa from My Hero Academia. What? I've never seen it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Scarf. Not too far off. So this is a <clears throat> Itan Momen. A possessed roll of cotton which flies through the sky in the Kagoshima prefecture at night. Mm. Doing what? Blinding people, apparently. Well, wrapped around the man's head. They attack people by wrapping their bodies around people's faces and necks, smuggling or strangling them to death. Mm. Pretty rude. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, it's... You know, murder. One of my my least favorite ways to die. (laughs) Wrapped up by a roll of cotton. How about your boy here? My boy... My boy, what has happened to you? Um, Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> chamber pot. Uh, not too far off. Uh, um, it is a, and I'm going to tell you what it is and then show you a much creepier oh, no. depiction from ancient Japan. So this is the um, Kameosa. These are old jars containing sake or water, oh. which have... Um, so not people's piss. No, no, thank God. Well, could be. They have a pretty frightening appearance because they grow hairy limbs <laughs> and they have cracked pottery for faces. Okay. Which, you know all those creepy, like, Western movies where it's like a China doll? Mm. Like, pottery cracked face. Yeah. Imagine how much scarier they, they would be if instead of little doll arms and doll legs, they had, like, the fucking hairy arms and legs of, like, a Greek road worker. <laughs> Just like imagine Annabelle just sucking down a dart. Oh my god! Um, I mean, I'm sure she does in one of those movies. Probably does. She's yeah, pretty full on. Yeah, uh, but actually, these uh, these cheeky boys—they're pretty great. Fucking because Christos the haunted pot. <laughs> well, these are pretty uh, great. So if you, anything you store in them, yeah, will last forever. <laughs> okay, so if you fill them with piss, exactly. Yeah, um, but this is the more terrifying. 
oh depiction of it God. from ancient Japan. That it just looks like a big old sponge. It's not good, is it? No, not a good time. The eyes are horrendous. But I'm now imagining like. My friend, do you want some retsina? I've got infinite retsina. Oh my god, that oh. accent. Thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I, felt, I felt risky going for the name Christos. Yeah, well. <laughs> One of these things is more racist than the other. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so I've got, I got three more to go. Okay. Uh, moku Mokuren. Mm-hmm. Um, did I close this as well? My god, what is wrong with me? I was going through all these and be like, oh, these are great. I'm going to come and show Mike all these. Yeah, you'd be like, I bet I can find this later while recording. Yeah. That uh, won't no, take I, long. I, I didn't even mean to close it. Oh, no. It's all right. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got okay, it. Got okay. it. Oh, I've got it. Um, well, okay. Let me see. Uh, is it the paper wall divider it thing? Is. Yeah. So these paper screens that you see in like traditional Japanese homes. Yeah, that, like, one, that one's covered in eyes. You're right, Mike. It is covered in eyes. Um, <laughs> these things are known as shoji. And eventually, as they age, they become full of holes. Mm. Those holes get filled with ghostly eyes. Of course they do. What else would they get filled with? Right? Well. <laughs> Glory shoji. Mm. Um, they're not dangerous or harmful, unless you choke. Um, they're not dangerous or harmful, but they are defo perverts because they just watch the residents of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a twofer here because it's fun. Uh-huh. Um, the pictures are going to make almost no sense whatsoever. Sure. But I'm really excited about it. Uh, will you react to my touch? <laughs> Just picturing someone hearing that. It's me this morning. Talking to me. No, you talk to your computer. <laughs> this is the first one. Uh, um, I mean, it looks like a pot that is also a fox. Close enough. Pretty cute. Um, fox pot? It is a raccoon a- dog tanuki kettle. Okay, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, obviously. And then this one. <laughs> um, Japanese um, illustrations do a really good number in not looking anything like what they're supposed to depict. Yeah. This one. Well, I'm going to go with Sand Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time Chris Cornell's come up. <laughs> That's, oh, that's very good, but also infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, baby. Uh, so these are uh, Morinji no Okama and Yamaoroshi. So they are a haunted tea kettle and a porcupine possessed grater. <laughs> uh, a cast iron tea kettle, which would transform uh, into a tanuki, yep. uh, a Japanese raccoon dog, and uh-huh. run away, which, you know, I like tea, so that would be annoying. Yeah, it would. And then a grater, which has grown dull and transformed into a porcupine growing legs and spines. Oh. That was not so bad. Nah. It's pretty fun. The kettle's annoying, though. It's just irritating, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right, my last yokai for today. Uh-huh. It's... <laughs> Good luck. Well, okay, now. Uh... Oh, I can see what looks like some sort of needle. I'm going to go with like a sewing needle. And I'm going to say this is a quilt. Uh, do you know what? You're not far off there, to be perfectly honest with you, Mike. Yeah. We've all slept on one of these. It's a haunted futon. <laughs> you are sitting on one right it's now. It's a borobototon. <laughs> um, okay, good. If not well cared for, futons will turn into a borobototon and wrap itself around its sleeping owner and smother them in revenge for mistreatment. 
It then, and I use this word specifically, quote, stumbles around the house and strangles any other sleepers it finds. I like the idea because Futon's not going to move with any grace, is it? No. It is going to stumble. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but it really made me laugh because just the idea that, you know, we've all slept on some haunted futons in our time. Every futon is a haunted futon. Yeah. They're all shit. Uh, don't say that. I'm in the market for one right now. Yeah. Okay. We, there are rare good ones. Rare occurrences, yeah. you can spend for them. Um, and I'd like to just bring up my last favorite thing, which is just um, some of the names of some of the artwork. And this is one that I've actually got on my wall at home, mm-hmm. which is um, Taki Yasha, the Witch, and the Skeleton Spectre, or also known as Mitsukuni Defying the Skeleton Spectre, in spoke by, invoked by Princess Takiyashi. Mm. Really, like, catchy names. Yeah. But one of the coolest um, paintings, in my opinion. Oh my god. Sick, isn't it? That fucking whips. That is very colourful. There's a giant skeleton coming over. Are those samurai that are cowering? Yep. Oh, Shitting that, it. That rules. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a witch that's summoned a giant skeleton spectre, and there are two full size samurai and they look like they could be like swallowed without too much difficulty yeah, by the I skeleton. Would, I've I've never wanted this to be a video podcast more than right now. I I encourage anyone to go look that up. That whips. I wonder if I could somehow no. set up so the can is being cowered over, cowered over oh, by yeah, the skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we could definitely make that Skellington. Work. Yeah. Um, and that is a very, I wouldn't say quick, but fairly lengthy primer mm. on some fun yokai. Very good. And you can see, like, the, the weird kind of, like, through line where some of it kind of makes sense in folklore. It's like, this mm. is why things disappear this is why things stop working yeah this is why your tea kettle runs away yeah as they do yeah um but yeah that's that's that yeah that's a good time for all yeah mike if one of your objects was to uh gain sentience because of neglect which one would it be and what would what would it do in revenge in rowenge (laughs) rowenge um I think it'd be like one of the mechanical keyboards I've built and what it would do is just start like typing words on its own while I'm typing other things or like putting random characters in here and there. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of whimsical, but also potentially really dangerous. As you are coding the nuclear codes. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like messages I'm sending to people. They're, you know, subverting my intent. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, mine would almost certainly be my guitars mm. and uh, in the night they would cheese string me to death or they would just play Wonderwall non-stop oh god yes ironic <laughs> yeah that's that's really good I like that a lot uh, yeah Dees. Dees. Yeah. Um, well I was gonna ask about beers of the years mm. but this one's gone quite long and we are about to do another episode we are the other one, however, so will we'll like, come out in Jan. Yeah, so this episode will come out tomorrow, being December 29th. The other one will come out sort of like a week and a half into January. It can be like the Oscars. Yeah, so you want to do it next time? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Which for us is about, about half minutes. Yeah, about half an hour. Yeah. Um, but for you, dear listener, it'll be two weeks away. So we'll see you then Ooh. for for that. I'm going to have to bring up Untapped and yeah, I'm run, just through, to run through my list. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah sweet. So, um, tell us your spookiest nefarious object Yeah, on our social media, which mm. is 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hey Brew Podcast. Or they could email it to us. They could. That might actually be... Yeah. No, here's what I'm going to do. Okay, so the email address is hello at heybrew.zone. Please send us a, essentially fanfic for something in your house getting oh, I'd love that. becoming a yokai being haunted being possessed and what it does I, w- I want to see a beginning middle and end if if i get one of those i will read it i want it to be slash fic. i will read it out no fuck that um that was, well, that's, that's what it's gonna be called <laughs> just, the case of the haunted dildo um no please no you know what either way i'll take it i'll i'll read it um might not read it out. I'll read it on the show. I'll I'll commit to that. Fair. Yeah. Um sick. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a long story. I just I wanna see I wanna see if it comes true. Yeah, fair play. Hello, hello, else do we hello do? at Haybrew.zone, the email address once more. Do it. Yes. Uh what else do we do? Uh find us and rate us and review us on your podcast app of choice. You can now leave reviews on Spotify, so leave oh, us a review. Very good. Please. Yes. Please. Yes. It helps. Please. Legitimately. Yeah, it really does, yeah. Um, so leave us a review that'll be grand thanks yeah. uh, is it I think that's it's it the I mean, website there's, there's Zone, which if any of that slips out of your mind it's just all there. on the website you can just just, just remember Zone. it's everything just remember it it's everything you need ever well yeah yeah I think that'll do it cracking well that's been an episode yes it has uh, a little bit spooky a little bit somewhat wet kind of whimsical yeah yeah uh look That's after us. your goods people or they will kill you in the night or just misplace themselves and annoy you equally irritating yes if not more so although not really leading to your death unless it's very important heart medication yeah yeah fair play oh yeah. my heart medication strangled me in the night somehow <laughs> Um, you had too many. Yeah, it, it fit the whole bottle in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, this has been an episode that has been um, various ways in which the all household items are trying to kill you. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Hell yeah. So this, for us today, because we're recording right after this, this episode was just foreplay. Because the next the one. The main event. The next one is 69. Nice, 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 nice. So you've just been covering me in oil for this one. Really just Well, you were really covering myself in oil. Yeah. Covering It's more for you. I, I don't know anything about foreplay, clearly. I don't, I don't need it. I'm already quite wet. <laughs> Slippery. And I've got a spooky. Yes. <laughs>